Hello, everybody, and welcome to True Time. This week's episode will make you want to double check that your doors are locked and your windows are shut tonight. This is the story of Bree and Kaylee Lastly. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome to True Time. Welcome back because you love our show and you came back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we are currently pre recording. Well, we're recording for a normal day for Monday. Oh, yeah, I guess so. So we're not pre recording this we one. We are in the pre process of getting <laughs> ready to travel because yeah. basically, when this episode's when this episode drops, a lot will have happened. Yeah, we'll be in a whole different country. We're country hopping. <laughs> <laughs> and Avery's making up new terms. You've never heard that? No, is that a thing? I didn't make that up. Yes, it's oh, a thing. I thought you were just saying random like stuff. Like country hopping. Like when people do like European trips and stuff. Like they just say like, oh, like country hop or no. bar hop restaurant hop. it's a thing people say when you're gonna go to a well i just didn't know that was a thing i'd yeah sorry. no mm. <laughs> guess i'm not bougie <laughs> enough to be country hopping very often oh it's just because it's covid that you can't do it that often right now yeah but yeah so we'll we'll be flying to the states we're going to texas yeehaw we're very excited yeah we are get and to spend christmas with my family yeah First Christmas so that Avery does. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of really cool things planned, and Christmas is the best time of year, so it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. But yeah, but kind of going off of that and getting ready for the holidays, we would love to ask for a gift from you all, and <laughs> that would be to if you're listening on apple i'm pretty sure it's only apple that has this yeah but leave a review and rating mm -hmm. that would be a five one stars <laughs> five, five stars, stars only um no i'm just kidding but please go leave a review and a rating it i think other apps do too other than spotify i think like Podbean okay. and google podcast and some of the other ones like that but. Yeah, I've only ever looked at Spotify and Apple, and mm -hmm. we work with Podbean. Well, we don't really work with Podbean. Our, we just use Podbean as our, I'm not really sure what that term is, but we use them as like our, where we- Podcast platform. Yeah, like our platform where Club we publisher. post, and yeah. then that's how it gets to the platform that you're listening on. Mm -hmm. So if whatever you're listening on has a rating and review option, please, please, please- Go ahead and do that right now. It takes like five seconds and it will help us out so much. Yes, please. Yeah. One and other thing. It was that we just wanted to remind everybody that on December 27th, my 23rd birthday, we will be taking the week off. So just a heads up, we have this week as planned and next week we'll have a Christmas true crime case and then the week after we will be taking just a little holiday break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then right after that, be right back into the grind. For the January episode, we're actually going to be recording 
in an actual podcast studio. Yeah. Which is really exciting. I'm so excited. It's going to be in our last episode. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll be right back on the grind. Yeah, and we'll definitely be documenting that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, life goes on and our lives have been a little crazy. So our social media sites, we haven't been able to post as often as we like. But with, you know, the holiday season coming and the new year starting, we're definitely, it's a goal of ours to really get back on track and make it a big focus. So, yeah, we really want to grow the podcast. Please share with people if you enjoy. Yeah. But. Yeah, we're really getting ready to start putting a lot more energy and effort you know it's we i've made a few life rearrangements and so Mm -hmm. getting ready to kick off a really fun year and i'm super excited to see you know where we could even be a year from now so yeah like dylan said just share with your family leave ratings and reviews and with that we couldn't thank you enough yeah so with that i think it's time to start all right now that we've (laughs) rambled enough (laughs) Alrighty, so this case begins with Bree and Kaylee Lastly in Salt Lake City, Utah in 2015. Oh my. <laughs> Again, Another I picked this time. story not knowing the location, but it just worked out that way. This is a thing that we talked about in one of our other episodes is like every single episode we've done so far, we've each had a tie to in some way. Yep. I, w- I lived in Utah, Salt Lake City. Outside Salt Lake City. That's my place. For a long time. Well, yeah, we moved there when I was like a year old, and then we left when I was 17. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's your whole life almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so keep going, I guess. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt. But so you lived here when this happened. I don't know if you've heard of it. What year was it? 2015. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Bree was 27 at the time, and her sister Kaylee, who was 22, had just moved into a home together at 850 South Roberta Street. Bree had previously studied dental hygiene, but decided to change career tracks and get into business. In 2014, she quit her job and opened her first business called Acro English, which taught English as a second language. She also spoke Portuguese as well as Spanish. Bree and her sister were extremely excited to be moving in together. However, the night of September 23rd, 2015 would change the course of their lives forever. They had only been moved in for eight days and had been working hard unpacking into their new home. It was a nice fall night, so Bree had her bedroom window open and decided to take a break from all the unpacking since it was around midnight. You said this was an apartment or a house? It's a house. It's like a duplex. Okay. Okay. Bree's room was on the main level of the home, but the windows were higher up and her sister's bedroom was down the stairs in the basement. I'll post a picture of the home so you all can see what I'm talking about. She thought she heard something outside her window, but she ignored it and went to the bathroom, then came back to get into her bed and listen to some music and play on her laptop, according to the Salt Lake Tribune. Then, out of nowhere, she heard in the most calm yet creepy voice say, quote, hey girl, I'm coming in, end quote, according to Women's Health. What the? She just like heard that from the window or? Uh-huh. What the hell? I'd be terrified. Mm-mm. I would think I was going insane. Yeah. But in climbed Robert Berger, 
a shirtless six foot two, 210 pound, 48 year old felon who had only been released from prison for about a week before he escaped from the halfway house he was staying at. Why is he shirtless? That's a really good question. And I never found out why, <laughs> but it just adds to the I'm sorry, but what creepiness. was the date of this? Like what month? September 23rd. September. Oh, so it's not too cold yet. I was going to say Utah gets freezing yeah. cold. So. Yeah, I read that it was like fall and it was kind of a nice night and they didn't want to turn on their air conditioning. Yeah, that's the thing that we, like a lot of people do in Utah. What did, what did you say? Utahan? Utahan? Yeah, is that what you call yourself? I, I, that's, I guess, the term. No one says it in Utah because they're all from Utah. But. Oh, I read it in the article. It's like U-T-A-H-N. Yeah, Utahan. Utahn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a, like our second story though, where it's like they just got out of prison or something and then do something crazy because mm-hmm. the one where she got away with her phone location. Oh yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. done that. Yep. So Berger had committed multiple violent crimes from quote, aggravated robbery and aggravated kidnapping convictions to burglary, vehicle theft, drug, and numerous fling police violations, end quote, according to the Salt Lake Tribune. Yeah, just not a good person. Yeah. There had been a warrant issued for his arrest just one day before all of this. For what was that warrant for? escaped the halfway house. Oh, I see. So he'd been missing and they knew. Yeah, I didn't, I forgot that they monitor that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're only supposed to like go to work and stuff or something. Yep, you're allowed to like look for work, go to work, Go to church and doctor's appointments. Okay. And Sounds I'm like pretty. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he um, had a doctor's appointment or something and never came back. Something like that. Okay. So Bree told Women's Health that, quote, my first thought was he's going to rape me. And then I realized that my sister was downstairs. And from that point on, my only thought was to protect her. End quote. She tried to spring towards the window to push him out, but he overpowered her and came into the room and pushed her up against the door. He covered her mouth and said, quote, shut up and cooperate with me or I'll go downstairs to get your little sister. End quote. Oh, my God. Bree knew that meant this wasn't some random attack or home invasion. This meant that he had been watching them for some time. She replied, quote, you're not going to get what you want out of this situation, end quote, according to abcnews.com. She tried to offer anything she had, like money, her laptop, or her phone, but that wasn't what he was there for. Bree immediately felt that she had to fight. As the fight began, Bree ran to the kitchen and living room area, hoping that maybe someone would see them through their front window. She said that, quote, all I could think was to hit him where it counts, end quote, according to Women's Health. Bree, sister Kaylee, heard the yelling and commotion that was going on, so she ran up the stairs from the basement and saw Berger over Bree beating her up. Oh, damn. Immediately, she jumped onto his back and began clawing at his eyes and face, doing anything she could to attack. Bree recalled, quote, I hadn't realized how much fight I had in me until I saw him hitting my little sister. I started punching him in the groin while she kept hitting him. Oh, God. We were both trying to protect the other, end quote. Good. Yeah. Sounds like a WWE match. Yeah. They were basically tag teaming. 
Damn, it's good for them. Like, mm-hmm. They did everything they could to work as a team to try to take Berger down. But with his size, he ultimately ended up overpowering them. Oh, damn. Berger ended up getting past Bree and kicked her little sister Kaylee in the chest so hard that she flew down the basement stairs and her head slammed into the drywall so hard that it broke a hole in it. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. He then tried to push Bree, but she basically was able to grab his pants and pull them both falling down the stairs together into the dark basement. During all of this, Brie actually had her phone on her, so this was when she made her first attempt to call 911. According to the Salt Lake Tribune, she tried to use the Hey Siri feature, but of course it didn't understand her, so she was able to manage dialing 911 while Berger was still on top of her. Damn. She obviously couldn't hold the phone, so she just started screaming her address. The 911 call has been released and they are in the Salt Lake Tribune article that I will be listing as a case source. So you can go listen to them there and they are not only heartbreaking, but frustrating. So the dispatcher picks up and asks, hello, what's the address? And you can hear Bree yell to Berger that he can have anything he wants in an interview. He said he wanted their car keys, which is basically why she was saying like, you could have anything you want. You didn't hear him say he wanted the car keys, but she was explaining why she was yelling that. Yeah. But once again, he was lying. So that's when you hear her start yelling 850 South Roberta Street. But the dispatcher claims they couldn't understand her. Oh, God. They were able to call 911 and connect through with a dispatcher three more times. That's a total of four times. Yet police was never dispatched. What the? What was going on? In the other calls, you can hear them yelling, help us, he's going to kill us. But because they couldn't answer the prompted questions, no help was sent. Oh my, what the hell is going on? Yeah, you're lucky you never had to call 911 in no, the area. No, like I was about to say, when I was like young, me and my friend did a stupid thing. Like We were in like fourth grade mm-hmm. and we like called 911 and would hang up as quick as possible before they'd answer and like a dare to see who would hold it the longest. And my friend like accidentally held it too long and they answered and he just like hung up and they sent like dispatched officers like they were at our house in like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's what they try to claim is that they don't know where you are 70 to 80 percent of the time. They were there quick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The 911 dispatchers in the area used Priority Dispatch Corporation system that quote, were required to interrogate Bree and her sister by asking a series of scripted prompts and predetermined questions before police could be dispatched, end quote. How does that make sense? It doesn't. <laughs> like, you're getting murdered. You can't be, like, answering these questions. Yeah. And in the <sighs> call, like, maybe it's because I know what I'm listening for, but the second one's a little fuzzy because she's like yelling from far away but the Mm -hmm. first one i could make out 850 south roberta street yeah but as the fight continued they ended up in the laundry room area where brie was able to get a metal shelf off the wall and hit burger with it so hard that it actually bent but it still wasn't enough oh my god this dude's invincible i know finally burger pulled out a knife 
Bree yelled for her sister Kaylee to leave and go get help because she knew if she didn't that she could die. Kaylee froze but finally listened. You can hear on one of the 911 calls Kaylee starts screaming, quote, he's stabbing my sister, he's stabbing her. Brie recalled in an interview that as she saw her sister's legs at the top of the stairs, she felt that this could be the last time she ever saw her, but she didn't want her sister to see her be murdered. Berger began strangling and stabbing Brie in her stomach all the way down to her legs. Brie said, quote, I wanted to give up, but a small voice told me to just keep fighting. I kept moving, trying to defend myself and hit him wherever I could, end quote, according to womenshealth.com. As Kaylee got outside, she immediately started screaming for help and pounding on neighbors' doors. But this wasn't the only call for help, since just a few homes down, Berger had actually tried to break into a different home before making his way to Kaylee and Bree's house. Bro. However, when he tried to enter through the kitchen window, the husband was able to fight him out with a hammer. There's a 911 call of another neighbor saying she can hear a girl screaming for help running down the street. While Kaylee was still outside seeking help, she finally saw Officer Ben Hone running towards her. There's a few discrepancies. Some articles say he was investigating the home where Berger had originally tried to break in, and others say he was off duty and just heard her screaming okay either way kaylee led him back to their home and down into the basement where Berger had the knife to Bree's throat Bree said she was beginning to black out when she heard quote salt lake city police drop the knife end quote according to the salt lake tribune in that moment she was only able to get out quote he's going to kill me end quote Berger basically pulled Brie up and used her as a human shield. With the knife still to her neck, he whispered in her ear, quote, I'm going to effing kill you, end quote. Bro, what is wrong with this guy? Since Berger never dropped the knife, Officer Hone made a shot that was truly unbelievable. It was like one of those shots that you see in movies or TV shows. He was able to shoot Berger right in the head, only one inch away from Bree's face. Thank you. They were oh like face to face. I was going to say. Cheek to cheek. Yeah. And he made that shot. Good on him. That's awesome. Yeah. That, I thought this dude was never going to die. Yeah. Finally, he immediately dropped dead, according to womenshealth.com. Bree and Kaylee were taken to the hospital shortly after, and luckily none of their injuries ended up being life-threatening. Wow, that's amazing. But this was only the beginning of recovery for Bree. Bree said, quote, I'd survived my assault thanks to God, Kaylee, and my angel police officer. I'm also really stubborn. I simply refuse to stop fighting. I wasn't a self-defense master, but the will to keep trying kept me alive until help came. End quote according to womenshealth.com. However, the trauma that would stay with Brie from the incident haunted her for a very long time, leading to her diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder. I was about to say you'd have some insane PTSD. Mm -hmm. Like you're in your home, like thinking you're safe. Yeah. It's not like the same as if you're, whether you're at war or something like that, like, that was done somewhere else. It still haunts you in your head, but this yeah. is in your house. Yeah. Like, you don't feel safe where you're supposed to feel safe. Mm -hmm. It's awful. So that's so sad. 
Bree struggled with depression, anxiety, and victim's guilt. She said she wasn't able to sleep, shower, or be alone in general for months after. She said she would sleep on a mattress in their family living room and her dad and brother would take turns sleeping on the couch next to her. She felt terrified and didn't know if she'd ever feel safe again. Slowly, she began to take control of her life again and made progress by doing things that helped her healing. According to womenshealth.com, Brie took jujitsu and Krav Maga. Therapy was also an extremely important part in Brie's recovery, and she even tried eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, EMDR, which actually uses eye movements to help deal with traumatic memories. Interesting. Yeah. I've never really heard of that. I hadn't either. Another difficult challenge that Brie had to deal with was learning that Officer Hone was not actually sent to their home for help and that no police had actually been sent to help them despite their calls. Because of this, Brie filed a civil lawsuit against Priority Dispatch Corporation for, quote, gross negligence and accusing the company of creating a technological monster, end quote, according That's- to court documents by Bree's lawyer, Michael Young and ABCnews.com. Well, yeah, sorry, I didn't I cut you off, but that's like that's what I was gonna say is like there should be repercussions for them allowing mm-hmm. the police force to use this system. Yeah, like that's insane. Someone almost died when yeah she called nine one one. She literally called them. Did the one thing that everybody in that situation to yeah. wants to do? Yeah, to be able to save your life. Mm-hmm. I she know. could have died if that guy was not there, exactly. that police officer. She would have died. Oh, yeah, yeah, she would have. Yeah. She felt that the software and the inefficient questioning system could have cost her life, and she didn't want anyone calling for help to ever be in that same situation. Yeah. The company tried to claim that because they couldn't locate her, that's why help wasn't sent. <laughs> Bull crap. Yeah, I agree. The articles I'm linking in the case sources have a whole bunch of all these representatives and like 911 uh, communications bureau directors and it's everything they had to say about the situation. And it's, they literally were just like, that's, it's really unfortunate, but our system's not perfect. That's why you don't have people who don't know what they're doing in this specific field to create a system for this like yeah you have someone who actually knows how this should work to be the most efficient like mm-hmm. don't let some random dude who just knows how to make this stuff make it let someone who knows about like what needs to actually be done yeah that's yeah that's just terrible i know brie also founded fight like girls but has recently been rebranded as the BM movement. It embodies not only self-defense, but also how to take on daily struggles and come out on top. The website is also full of helpful resources in terms of getting help for anything that you may be dealing with. I'm going to read um, a few pieces of her mission statement on the website because the message behind this organization is powerful and something I think we all could use in our daily lives. So these are a little bit long, but they're really moving. And I think this organization is amazing. So I'm just going to read them. So it says, the BF movement is founded by Brie Lastly, 
Herself the victim of an attempted murder, Brie used her own acts of strength to defend herself, but ultimately it was her little sister that saved them. Because so, Brie has spent the last five years advocating for victims, especially those who are silenced and or overshadowed. She wants to create a safe place full of resources for victims and hopes to enable them to unleash their own power. Brie experienced firsthand the system that failed her before, during, and after her violent attack. As part of her advocacy, she is using those experiences to make needed changes within the system and in the conversation, approach, and practice of self-defense. In another section, she said, quote, I looked for help but wasn't sure where to go. I felt ashamed and embarrassed to talk to anyone, especially a therapist, about my debilitating fear, depression, anxiety, and everything else I was fighting. It seemed like the world kept going while I was stuck all because of someone else's stupid choices. So I started another business, Fight Like Girls, to help raise awareness that self-defense is just as mental, emotional, and spiritual as it is physical by sharing my story. As much as I love Fight Like Girls, after almost five years of advocating, personal healing, spending time with and learning from other victims, it became very clear in order to change those stats, the entirety of the conversation, approach, and practice around self-defense needs to change. And that would take a hell of a lot more than my story and personal efforts. It would take yours too and so many others, end quote. That's awesome. Those stats... Only 20% of girls fight back in murders, attempted rapes, Damn. domestic violence. So it's 80% of women who don't fight back. That's insane. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I've literally talked to you about doing jujitsu. Yeah. I've been talking about that frequently, not super frequently, but bringing it up every yeah. now and then since we've like been together just because I know it'd be a good thing to know Mm -hmm. but i agree yeah that's that's pretty awesome what she's doing yeah i'm so glad this is a survivor story i know i know and i also just wanted to make another point her website sells extremely affordable self-defense items that can fit on a keychain and things like that so Mm. definitely worth checking it out the be a movement website will be linked in the case sources we are getting you something yeah that's she has like this like ring thing that you like can wear on your finger Mm -hmm. it almost looks like a like an arrowhead kind of shape like it kind of comes to a point and if and you wear it like a ring she said it was like made for the intention of like girls going on runs but she wears it pumping gas in a dark parking garage and basically the knife is like inside this like plastic covering so as soon as you were to like like inject it into someone like the plastic case would like push off or something Mm -hmm. and the knife would come through and she has many many other really cool like things like um like this door lock thing like an extra lock you can put on your door a cup like mace with like this other like kind of knife thing that's similar to the ring and Mm. so and like the keychains that have like the knuckle like Mm -hmm. knife looking things and then stabby things i know i'm sorry i don't know all that they had some you funky can't see names avery's body movements right now but she, her <laughs> hands are going everywhere just stabbing there and going ham but super affordable like 10 to 15 dollars for something yeah that's awesome yeah 
And that's what she said. She wanted it to be as affordable as possible. So women had access to these things. And we are not sponsored or anything. That's just Avery being like honest saying that like showing that she I would get something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it was so cool because I looked and I was like, okay, like the organization, like the website is beautiful. Like she's a young woman. So like it's Mm -hmm. very trendy and inspirational, but I was like, okay, like let's see what this the items are and, and then when i saw the price i was like what the heck that's yeah, so cheap that's awesome and then i read like in her descriptions of everything that that was her main goal so just truly proving that like she is an amazing she wanted to fight for her life and she wants others to be able to do the same so i just felt really inspired by her story and her mission and i don't know this case just really like gave me a new perspective on you know where i want my messages to go from like these podcasts, like these stories, of course, like are interesting and you listen to them as a source of entertainment. Essentially. I know Mm -hmm. the premise isn't entertaining, but I also always wanted like there to be a point as to retelling these stories, not just re saying them for no reason. Like people, women, a lot of these stories do unfortunately focus around women and, I didn't know the stats either, like you said, and I want people to be safe and to like maybe take a piece from any story we tell, like how to improve their safety, their mental health, their Mm -hmm. physical health to just overcome any situation they're in, whether it's a physical threat or a mental threat. I just really liked this story. It kind of helped remind me what I want my mission to be with this podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah, you you talked about that at the beginning, but you you know you always sort of get caught up in the workload and stuff. Yeah, but I I know that you talked about that a lot, like actually wanting people to learn stuff from it and mm-hmm. everything. I think we should make that more clear on every podcast. Like, yeah. we want people to take something away from this. I mean, I know with the sharing your location episode, like, yeah, you we literally talked about that right after, like, you know anything happens like you have my location yeah yeah we practiced it like I tested it out like to make sure I could do it really quickly Mm -hmm. yeah and uh I mean with this one you just learn also like it's smart to sort of learn some self-defense it's smart to have I mean maybe some small tools from this website it's cool to look into yeah and just know that like fighting back is always fight back yeah I mean you might have that mental block of like you don't know what to do but if you just have that mindset of like, no matter what the situation yeah. is, just fight. That's the simplest form you can break it down into like yeah. the simplest thought. And so just know that, I guess, like she said, fighting back is the best thing you could do. And it worked for her. It because increases your chances of survival from yeah. what I read. It's probably shocking for the attacker as well. Yeah, that's so why it helps. Probably, yeah, probably aren't as violent because they're probably you, in shock a little bit. Yeah, too. they are not expecting it. It buys you time and whether you take a self-defense class or you purchase one of these self-defense items or you literally just start punching for the throat or the groin, yeah, it can save your life. And I, you know, I'm definitely a freezer for sure. I, I've never been in a situation like that, but I feel like personally I would probably freeze. Like when I get scared, if I hear like a loud noise in the house and I'm by myself, like I freeze. Mm-hmm. So like, after hearing this story and reading the stats and learning what self-defense can do and how it could literally change the project trajectory of what's happening, it definitely gave me a new perspective. Yeah. 
But yeah, so this was a great story. Yeah, I'm so glad she survived. I was like, my stomach was starting to hurt. I was like, if she dies, I'm gonna be so mad. Like, <laughs> you mad, know, I was reading sad. her quotes the whole time. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Okay, and but I didn't know if maybe her like I, didn't I know, know I kind of like maybe she died later after uh, like, like from the, the wounds or something. or something. I knew that you were doing quotes. I was like, damn, I hope this is a survivor story. Yeah, but like yeah. maybe she died like a month later from complications mm -hmm. and a surgery. Yeah. Like you never know. Yeah, no, I know. I was like, how do I make the story without like totally giving it away? Because it is a story that like you know we kind of need to realize how scary it was but I, I had to include her quotes because they were really powerful yeah throughout the whole thing but yeah so utahns are tough apparently <laughs> so that cold she also weather. does motivational like speaking and stuff so i don't know if who's listening to this necessarily but if you have an organization or a conference or a school she has like a box on our page where you can request her to come speak i don't know what that entails but yeah just an interesting also a little last little tidbit about her because yeah. i think she's really cool and i would love to meet her so yeah, <laughs> yeah. hit us her. up if you uh, know her yeah <laughs> please <laughs> come on dylan you should know her you taught i was literally just thinking like there has to be at least i mean probably not but i was like there might be one person that i know in utah that might, might know, her. know her in some type of way <laughs> But yeah, so really good case this week. Hopefully, definitely a lot more positive and empowering. Yeah, that was a good story. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like the whole stress. Of course part, not. No, but of course not. It ended very well. Yeah, I like the message. Yeah, and they beat the shit out of him. Yeah, they did. Or the crap out of him. They mm -hmm. beat the crap. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So I guess to kind of just wrap things up, we'll do our question of the week. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. So the question was going to be, what are some of your guys's, and we are going to answer it as well, but uh, just Christmas traditions. Holiday that, traditions. Yeah, holiday traditions that you do with your family, friends, doesn't matter who, but just a tradition. Yeah. So you can go first. Okay. Well, I'll say two. One, I haven't been able to do in a few years, but my family and I, we used to go to Starbucks one night. We usually try to do it on a weeknight just to kind of, you know, give the week some excitement. <laughs> but uh, we would go to Starbucks as a family and we'd get like coffee, like one of the holiday coffees or hot yeah. chocolates. And then we would listen to Christmas music and just drive around the neighborhoods and go look, look at, the, at lights. the lights <laughs> <laughs> nice it was really fun i have like really good memories of that um it was a really special time but germany they do decorate but it's just not the same capacity yeah. as the states yeah it's not really like personal decorations most of the time it's the city or like yeah. for the fest or the uh christmas markets yeah. and stuff but there is a starbucks yeah <laughs> And um, I would say my second one is, uh, it wasn't always intended to be on Christmas Eve, but the holidays get busy and <laughs> every year it kind of just, it was like, it'd be like the 22nd and the 23rd and then it's hit the 24th and it stayed there. But um, that's usually when we make our homemade cookie dough. Usually my mom is the one who makes it, but, mm -hmm. and then we do homemade icing and we like cut out cookies and eat pounds of cookie dough and then decorate them <laughs> for santa <laughs> yeah. so that was that's another really good memory of mine nice yeah what about you 
So I'd say what we well, I don't have like too many, but one that's sort of different is that we open all of our presents except for the ones like from Santa on Christmas Eve night. So all my family, we open all of our presents on Christmas Eve and then Christmas morning is strictly for Santa Claus. So <laughs> just the big the big gift from Santa's in the morning. That's what you wake up and the stocking and big present are from in on Christmas morning. Christmas Eve is purely like gifts to each other and stuff like that and then go to sleep ready for Santa. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. That'll be new for me yeah. to do this year because my family does um, it all. always does it all on Christmas morning. Yeah. And I'd say that's the norm. It's German to do it that way, I think, as well. Now that I think about it. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty sure they It came open. from my dad's side. That would that. make sense. I'm pretty sure they open, like, of course, maybe families have changed. But from what I remember learning, it's they do it on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I I honestly don't know, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh, don't that's quote how my, me on it, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's how my Oma Dylan's got done some it. some German in him. If you don't know, <laughs> yeah, pure pure German on my dad's side. <laughs> we love Oma and Opa. Yeah, that means grandma and grandpa in German. If you it don't does. know. But yeah, so we hope you guys are getting ready for a good holiday season. Let us know what your traditions are. And we'll be back next week with a Christmas true crime case. Yes, I'm excited for that one. That one's pretty intense, so be ready. (sighs) This one I was so happy about. I'm so nervous for the Christmas one. Hopefully it's not as gruesome as the Thanksgiving one. That one was actually insane. Yeah, it's... If you haven't listened to that one, it's like... I don't even know how to describe it. Like That one's just gross. It's bad. And sick. So go listen to any of the episodes you haven't listened to, especially the Thanksgiving one. Mm-hmm. Um, please leave us a review and a rating. And that's it for us this week. That is. We'll right. see you next week. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.